0: To the Yogi Fuel Podcast, the podcast where we share the knowledge of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science to help you learn and embody ancient wisdom in a practical way to optimize your health, deepen your spiritual practice, and step into your peak potential. I'm your host, Mel Singh. Welcome to the podcast. Guys, I'm feeling really, um, I'm feeling really anxious to have this conversation today because it's it's a it's like such a tricky. I feel like we're in such tricky times. It's very tricky to um, share certain perspectives, certain feelings, to, to share anything about the current situation um, that I don't want to like come out and explicitly name. But I think we all know what's happening. <laughs> Uh, because things are flagged and if you were, you know, if you use certain words, then your, your posts are, you know, tagged and they're you know, whatever. So I don't want to use the words, but I think we all know what I'm talking about. When I say current situation, <laughs> just in general, that is unfolding. And so I wanted to come on here and I want to have a conversation about a few things, re-dealing with the stress, the anxiety, the chaos, all of the stuff that that's coming up around, you know, current times. And all of the information, all of the chaos, all of the things that are shifting, all of the restrictions and the regulations and all the stuff that's happening, I don't want to speak directly to like my specific opinion on things. I don't, quite, I don't really think it matters. What matters is how we are as individuals approaching the situation and the circumstances. And so sort of foundationally, what I think is really helpful to note <laughs> is that... Um, so the way I want to sort of frame this conversation is like, I feel that there are... There are certain foundational physiological things that we can do to prepare the body to make sure that the body is in a level of integrity that we can handle the stress anxiety overwhelm that is happening, right? We all know that when we feel really tired and we feel like shit, we're not as resilient. We we can't handle the you know certain things that are happening, right? When we just physiologically feel that like oh that heaviness, we're more, you know, likely to Snap or act in a way that's out of alignment, right? I certainly see that within myself with like my daughter as a mother, right? When I'm tired inside of motherhood, I certainly am not showing up in a way that makes me, you know, that is, the, that's the highest expression of myself, right? So there are some foundational level things that we want to get into integrity, the way we're eating our rituals or practices. Like we want, this is a time by the way, to root into those practices, to root into those rituals, especially when we're living in a time, this is very Vata, it's like a very Vata Pitta time. It's a very Rajasic time. Okay, this is a time where there's a lot of movement, a lot of chaos, a lot of fire. People are really fiery about their opinions about things. People are really fiery. They're really, there's a lot of anxiety. There's this very moving, intense energy, right? That's like around us and it's very destabilizing. Okay, so we wanna do what we can to ensure as much stability within our lives as possible. Okay. So first and foremost, actually one of the best things that we can do right now is root into routine. And it doesn't have to be like, I always joke, like it doesn't have to be like 10 hour goddess ritual. Like in the morning, it can be as simple as like, wake up 10 minutes before your kids and have like a quiet cup of water or coffee or something small and just ritualistic that grounds you. And that makes you feel good. This is the time to root in, to go inward, to go into our personal practices, to make sure that we are in a position mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, to just you know, be able to handle whatever's sort of going on around us. Okay. So there are some foundational level things that we can do. Um, I recently, Anna, who is watching this eek, um, she is in embodied Ayurveda, which is basically like the entire, you know, package of what it is that you might need to do mind, body, spirit to sort of get yourself into integrity. That's sort of like the whole enchilada. But I recently wrote, um, it's a free guide. I called it the Yogi's guide to Ayurveda for calm, vibrant energy. And so that's sort of like the Coles notes, absolute Coles notes of what it is that you need to do. So if you're interested in kind of learning like the basics of what we need to do to get our mind, body, spirit, and integrity, um, you can download that. I have not put it in the, um, when this comes out as a podcast, this will be in the show notes. And once I'm done here on Facebook, I'll put it in the in the notes here for you to download. But that is like the foundational stuff that we want to do. We do want to get an integrity in our physical body and make sure, like I said, that we're, that we have the physiological, the neurophysiological resilience to be able to handle whatever it is that comes. Because like I said, when we have stresses around us and we're tired and we've got brain fog and we've got all of this, we're not necessarily, you know, stepping up and acting in a way, uh, we're not in the best position to deal with anxiety, stress or these external factors, okay? So we want to get those internal factors, you know, in integrity. And this is really good. I'm just going to go off on this for a second, even for, for anything, right? Like the reality of the situation is we can't really control a lot of what happens outside of ourselves. All we can do is handle our own internal state. We can handle our own internal stuff. We can make sure we're well-fed. We're not just hungry and hangry. And you know, <laughs> we can make sure that we have rituals and routines that ground us. We, we can do that work. And even if we have the most like sattvic balance and grounding routines, things are going to happen outside of us right? And it's only when we're in that more sort of calm space that those things don't affect us as much. Okay. So foundationally, those are things that we can do. Um, and so if you want more information on that, like I said, go download that guide. I'll put the link here. I'll put the link um, in the podcast episode and that's sort of like phase one. And alongside that, and what I want to, what I want to speak to a little bit more today, that makes me a little bit anxious. I'll just do my own practices as, as I'm doing this is really looking at the opportunity that is available to us right now in the sense of something that I see happening that I see. And you you can't, you can't uh, avoid this sort of harsh realization of like what's happening right now is that everywhere I seem to look is this big divide. People are really angry at each other people are being very mean to each other they're being really judgmental of one another they're being very opinionated like i said that fire that pitta that anger that like you're the re- you know people are really coming at each other in this really aggressive way and it's tough right it's a really like i'm, I'm not even necessarily sure what the with the actually I don't want to say I don't know what the answer is. I think I do know what the answer is. And, and, and I guess what I'm saying is like, it's tough to approach this because it's such a delicate topic. Everything that's happening in the world right now, is, it's unprecedented. We've never experienced something like this. This is crazy times. You know, there is so much uncertainty, unknown, all of this information. And it's all so confusing. It's super confusing. And what it looks like it's created is this big divide between the, the pro this and the anti this. In, in, in every kind of like section, it just feels like there's so many er, er, di- like divisive narratives and ways that people are being divided. And what I'm seeing is people who are, who are you know, getting together and who are actively sort of being really intense and, and aggressive about proving their point and proving the, the, the other person wrong. And there are people who are, you know, holding space for people to, you know, have their opinions, feel their feelings and whatever it is. But a lot of what I see, and it's really sad to see, it's really hard to see in the yoga community, in the spiritual community, people on both sides. Okay. This isn't like, Oh, you know, people on this pro side are are being really great. And everyone on the anti side is being, you know, whatever people on both extreme sides of the coin are really angrily sharing their messages and it perpetuates this divide it perpetuates this otherness and i think there's a real opportunity here for us to go deeper into our own you know practices into our own consciousness right there is an opportunity right here to it's not what i want to even say as well is it's not that there is an inherent right or wrong right? And, and I think that what's happening right now is there's so much information. Actually, people don't, don't even know what's right and wrong. People on both sides are kind of like, I personally am like, I have no fucking idea, <laughs> right? But we're so stronghold. It's this like collective ego, right? This collective ahamkara, I am on this side, I am on that side. And we're, we're like, you know, rooting into these identities and we're using it in this sort of maybe unconscious way as a way to sort of, you know, like assert our dominance and sort of prove our, our points. And like I said, I feel like this presents us with a really, really powerful opportunity for awareness and for presence, right? Um, I'm certainly someone who has thought that I had really you know, um, potent views on, on a certain side of the coin and realized afterwards that actually, in fact, I, I, I don't know everything. And even if I think I do, even if I do think I'm right, it doesn't serve anyone for me to aggressively, angrily, tell other people that they're wrong and this is interestingly i saw this a lot when i was first um when i first started yogi fuel and i was working and i was really like i'm gonna teach everyone to go vegan one of the things that was really hard for me was actually i noticed that a lot of people in the vegan community were really mean (laughs) they were really friggin mean Um, and it wasn't helpful right it's not people can't hear you when you're sharing your opinion and your perspective in a way that makes other people wrong One of the first things that you learn in neuro-linguistic programming or NLP is that we need to respect other people's model of the world, right? Other people, irrespective of like what's going on in the world right now, since time immemorial, people have had a difference of opinions and that's okay. Like it's actually okay for someone to disagree with your perspective. It's the way that we handle our interactions with those people that matter. That's what I'm trying to say, right? You can have your perspective and your opinion if you really wanna change. If you really, for example, I always said this in the context, I'm gonna bring it back to veganism because I feel like it's a more tangible, like, you know, more, more calm thing that we can talk about. When, what, I, what I always said to people is, you know what's a really bad way to help people go vegan? Is to make them feel like a terrible person for eating animal products to make someone feel stupid for their model of the world, to make someone feel stupid and bad and point at all the flaw. Oh my God, I can't believe you do that. Well, that's really bad for this. And, but did you know, you know, and just sort of judging that's not a helpful way. No one's gonna, if someone said that to me and be like, okay, wow, you all seem really judgmental, you know? And for a lot of people that is their experience of veganism. Yeah, is these like judgy, really, you know, like intense people, like blood throwing, you know, intense. And I think that what I'm seeing a lot of in these extreme cases, like what's happening right now, pro this, anti this, is these very extreme views are being portrayed in a way that does not honor the model of the world of the other person. And as a result, the other person cannot hear you. The other person cannot even take your perspective into consideration. And so they feel back up against the wall and they're like, well, screw you. My opinion's right. And what we're actually just caught up in is this sort of like trap. Right, we're, we're caught up in this trap of like, I'm right, you're wrong. I want to prove you wrong, right? And this has been a really interesting thing, like for myself to practice, right? Taking the yoga off the mat, you know, bringing it into my life when I have conversations with people, right? Is doing the work to notice when I'm being really judgmental of someone else and their opinion, when I'm not holding space for someone else's opinion, which is like valid, honestly. At this point, like I just don't know if there's concrete evidence on certain, you know, sides of the coin, right? Um, and so what, what I would offer to, to us all in this, in this situation, right? Those of you who are listening to this are at a level of consciousness where you can observe yourself in certain situations, right? If you get really honest with yourself, when you're in a conversation with someone, you can get really honest with yourself and be like oh man, am I, you know, we all know that feeling. Like, can, can you maybe tap into that feeling in your body when you're having a conversation and your responses are coming from like this ego judgy, I'm trying to prove you wrong place. Or when they're coming from this like neutral sort of like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Oh, okay, cool. Like I actually never saw it that way. You know, can we tap into that like feeling, right? And notice when our conversations when our replies, when all of this stuff is happening from a place of judgment or from a place of hate and anger and frustration, or when it's coming from a place of of deeper consciousness and compassion. Because consider that we can still have compassion for people that disagree with us. We can still have compassion for people whose opinions about something are totally other than ours. We can. We honestly can. And if we truly want to create a, a, a greater shift and we truly want people to get on board with our you know, thoughts, feelings, perspectives, whatever, the best way to support someone and to get through with them is to decrease the level of resistance, right? Is to be like, wow, okay, I, like, I totally get that you feel that way. Or, oh, wow, cool. Like, I, I never thought of it that way. And not immediately jump on this bandwagon of like yelling and being angry at someone. It actually doesn't serve any purpose, Right? And so my invitation to you in this conversation is just to to step into the possibility and step into the work of, how can you share your perspective? How can you share your views? How can you have a conversation about your views, your perspectives in a way that is neutral, that is equanimous, that is consciousness and hold space for someone else to have their perspective and their views, even if it doesn't align with yours, right? Because what I'm so sadly seeing, like I said, spiritual communities and yoga communities in friendships. People are not being friends. People are like stopping friendships over a disagreement like this. And I just don't think that that's the answer. (laughs) I just don't think that that is fruitful and that that is supportive. So this is definitely something like, I don't think that, you know, any one way is the truth. I'm open to an infinite you know amount of possibilities that exist around ways that we can handle this. But I know for you know, in, in my truth and in my experience, it's not, it's not helpful. It's not helpful to be in the space of hate, to be in the space of othering, to be in the space of I'm right, you're wrong. You know, um, it's not helpful. It's really, it's really harmful. And I totally get that this is an unprecedented situation. This is a situation that is unlike anything we've ever experienced in humanity. We don't have, you know, all of the answers. There's so much conflicting, you know, if you really read the research, there's a lot of conflicting research on both sides. So to even have a firm perspective is, is challenging. And so I also invite you to be in the space of curiosity. Maybe that's a better word to be in the space of conscious, intentional curiosity around the situation, right? Don't believe everything you're told on either side, right? Don't believe everything you're told in the like land of conspiracy and don't believe everything you're told in the land of like the mainstream media, do your own research, come to your conclusions. I've seen people doing some really great research that are showing things on both sides, right? This is such a tricky, not black and white situation. And so, oh, good one, Mel, it's coming to me. It's not a black and white situation. And therefore we can't use this either or black and white, right and wrong thinking, right? It's not as linear as that. It's not as simple as that. I think it is complex. Our emotions are complex. We're complex creatures. (laughs) We're very complex creatures. So I just invite you to be in the space of curiosity around this and to uh, approach people with kindness, with compassion, even if they disagree with you. And if that person, if someone's coming at you being really rude, being really mean, being really, I can't believe you have this perspective. Cause let me tell you, it happens from both sides. I've seen, I've heard, I've witnessed it happening on both sides of the coin, both, you know, anti-pro this, that, whatever. Everyone is just mad at each other. If someone comes at you with this anger, you meet them with kindness. You meet them with compassion. You meet them with as much, you know, Again, going back to that you know, model of you know, understanding someone's model of the world, maybe they were really hurt by something. Having compassion that maybe they experienced something in the context of everything that's going on that really fucking hurt them, that was really fucking hard with them, and we can have compassion and love for that, right? We don't have to meet them with more anger. We need to actively, as conscious people, as people who are... What's the word? What's the word? Like ambassadors of consciousness, right? If you're here, you're a leader, you're a conscious human being, you're here, you wanna see a positive change in the world. And I don't care if that positive change is pro this, anti this, whatever, you are a leader of consciousness, yeah. And we wanna be the change that we, I said this to Vikram, I'm like, it sounds so cheesy, but we wanna be the change we wanna see in the world. We wanna be, we wanna embody that change. And embodying that change looks like meeting those who disagree with us with compassion, It looks like, you know, noticing, and it's cool too. If you are having a conversation with someone, right? Oh my God, guys, there's a bee outside (laughs) and I can just see it like buzzing around, practicing equanimity guys, really practicing what I preach here. As you guys know, I do not love bugs. (laughs) I don't love bugs, but I am, they are my deepest spiritual practice. I have to tell you deeper than having conversations. with. I'm actually really good at having conversations with people that disagree with me. It's like my superpower. I'm really good in like very, um, like what's the word really really actual like emergency situations really challenging like in the moment like knock on wood if a house was burning down like i'd be really good okay but like a bee, I b i don't know man that's my biggest thing my dad used to laugh like in when i was a rugby player i was a rugby player and i'm not that big by the way i'm like five people say i look tall i'm not i'm like five two i'm actually very small <laughs> and i'm and i'm like 130 pounds like i'm not very like large <laughs> And my dad was like, I don't get it. You can tackle women who are twice your size, but you're afraid of a bee. And I was like, yeah, exactly. I'm afraid of a bee. I'm afraid of bugs. Even that giant cockroach, if you guys uh, follow me on Instagram, there's a giant cockroach in my room. It was actually on this very desk. It was disgusting. And I was afraid of that. And it's actually tiny compared to me, but it's disgusting. Anyways, I'm rambling off on a, on a tangent here, but where was I before the bee distracted me? Story of my life. Um, what, I, what I'm saying is that we wanna be ambassadors of consciousness. And in being that way, we wanna model the kind of behavior that we wanna see. We, we wanna model that compassion. We wanna model the ability to have a conversation with someone who doesn't agree with you and to model what it looks like to actively listen and be in the space of non-judgmental listening while someone maybe says something that we're like, I do not agree with that even one ounce, but respecting that, other people are absolutely entitled to their opinion. They just are right? We, we can't like police everyone's perspective, but we can, what we can do is actively listen and say, wow, like that's a really interesting perspective. I never thought of that. Here's my perspective and share that from a non-judgmental place. And when we model that and we model that like curious listening, we create the energy for them to be curious listeners. Yeah. And then, and again, this goes for whatever side you're on, then the people who are speaking with us, they can then take on that role of curious listening to what we have to say. And from that, but it it's just like um, they say, I think, when they, when they talk about uh, conflict resolution, right? One person's got this opinion, one person's got this opinion. Someone has to give. And it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to do, but again, I'm gonna keep calling us ambassadors of consciousness here. Generally, we need to be the ones who go first. You're a leader. Oh my God, that's it. You're a leader. You have to lead. You have to go first. You have to be the one who, who, oh, who like lightens the load a little and, so, and, and is open to hearing and communicating with this compassionate curiosity. Ooh, I love that. Anna says, so good, compassion. This has been something I've been working on. Yes, and this, okay, this is like the most epic practice of our lifetime right now, okay? This is a daily, conscious, intentional practice. Notice when, this is a practice I've been taking on as well, right, I'll be having a conversation with someone or I'll read something on Instagram and I'll notice when I start to judge. I'll notice when I start to be like, that's dumb or like, that's wrong or when i'm like this person doesn't know what they're talking about i notice that and i think uh oh, okay cool how can i reframe this how can i be a curious listener if i do engage with someone in a conversation how can i be a curious compassionate listener this is ultimately i feel the way forward because we're not getting anywhere with people you know butting heads with one another and being really angry and being really aggressive in our communication we want to have that compassion the compassionate curiosity and listen from that space so, I hope this was helpful. I think that's all I had to say. This has been really cathartic because this has been something I've really wanted to speak to for some time. And it's it's tough, like I said, it's a tough conversation to have, right? Um and and I've been in conversation in compassionate curious conversation with several people in the, you know, spiritual community, and the yoga community. You know, we've all been like, "What's going on? What's going on in the sense of like Again, I have no qualms about anyone having a difference of opinion, but the anger, the hate, the make rung, the judgment that's coming from a lot of people, the bee's is back. I'm cool with it. <laughs> that energy, I can't, I can't get down with it. And I can be compassionate and curious about it, but I think that we need to um, like I said, as leaders, we need to lead the way and we need to, we, 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 need to go first. We need to be the ones who lean into being compassionate and curious, who diffuse that energy, or it's just going to build because as we can see, it's building and building and othering and dividing and separating. And that's not helpful, right? It's not helpful for making it through the next little while. If you are feeling the feels around everything that is happening right now. Um, of how you can start to be and embody the change that you want to see in the world as like kind of cheesy and cliche as that sounds. Um, you know, ultimately, yes, there is a level of, you know, physiology that is involved in terms of getting our physiology and integrity. If that's something you're interested in, like I said, we have the Yogi's Guide to Ayurveda for calm, vibrant energy. That will be very helpful for you. We also have, you know, embodied Ayurveda and our one-on-one coaching that is going to be supportive of that as well. Um, and I've started to offer individual sessions Sessions. If you wanna book in for like a one-on-one session, if you wanna talk through things, if you wanna be guided through things, if you are struggling right now and you're feeling the feels of all the stuff that's going on, um, you can absolutely, you know, reach out to me. You can book in for one of those. I'm gonna post all of the links to all of the things here in the podcast show notes. And just know that I'm here for you. I'm here to support you through all of this. It is not easy being like a conscious leader in this time. It's really not. It's very challenging, it's very othering but you know, rooting into that curious, compassionate conversation is so helpful. It is so needed in a world where we are being bombarded with these othering narratives. um, I think it's really important. It's really important to have people who are modeling that. And so my hope is that this inspires you to model that compassionate curiosity in your conversations with other people. So with that, I will bid you adieu and thank you so much for listening. Uh, this was certainly very anxiety provoking for me to record. Uh, I know that maybe this is something that some people will not agree with and might make people angry, but I think it needs to be said. I think it needs to be communicated. I think that, I think that we can do better. I really, really do. So deep breath in, deep breath out, taking my own guidance, (laughs) embodying Ayurveda in every moment of the day. (laughs) And, uh, I'm rambling on. So anyways, I'm going to let you go. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will see you next week. Bye.